When I saw the poster for the first time, stood that now we were in a new watermark. Obviously, it's becoming more dangerous. Yeah, for sure. It's really become much more dangerous. Uh, the different uh, things that they're like fentanyl and it's not just a fentanyl. It's, it's other things. People are just putting whatever in their drugs, you know, to make right. money. And it's hurting people. I guess the most fundamental question is why are you doing Because, you know, you put your, you're putting your neck out doing this. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, I'm really doing it big, t- big time this time. Uh, uh, you know, I, I've been the drug advocate for quite some time. Um, you yeah. know, I ran a dispensary in Saskatchewan for four years as a medical dispensary, and I've got a lot of experience with that. And we helped a lot of people with that. We seriously helped a lot of people, you know, from children to grandparents to, you know, everybody. And with the, you know, with what's going on in Vancouver now that I'm living here, I just feel it's the right thing to do. Um, I lost a brother a few months ago to an overdose. They found him under a bridge. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, and then I, my other little brother, he was murdered. So it's, it's just, uh, it's personal to me, it's dear to my heart, and I, I think uh, nobody else is really stepping up besides Sarah here, and they're giving her uh, some blocking there. So I, I just think it's something that I'm just going to go ahead and do, and if they arrest me, they arrest me, and then we'll do a constitutional challenge against that. It's just a fast track to, to getting the laws, you know, getting the laws changed. Why put yourself at such personal risk to do this? I feel it's uh, just the right thing to do. People are dying. And I can't just stand there and let people die for somebody to tell me it's okay to save somebody. Um, I, I believe that if we can, we should. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. Quite frankly, I'm not done with the cannabis industry. Um, I'm still in court. I've been in court six years now doing a constitutional challenge for medical cannabis dispensaries. Wow. We have recreational cannabis dispensaries. They left out the whole medical regime. So I'm trying to get the law changed. Uh, I agree with myself as well. I do two to five years. I find out tomorrow, actually, if that comes to be or if we change the law. So if I do win, then they're going to have to change the, the Cannabis Act and allow medical cannabis dispensaries, not just online. And, you know, there's, there's just uh, there's nothing standardized in, in the cannabis industry yet. You know, right. Maybe, yeah, no, that's there's true. Little, yeah. There's, there's very, very little that's, that's standardized, uh, especially with the strains. If people want to get the same stream, strain every time from a certain store, you can't do that. In fact, they don't even show you what kind of strain it is. Uh, they'll take a picture of Google, they believe, that is their rules. Um, they will show you the actual plant. Right. How does your system work? Like, maybe you will break down uh, how you're going to be different than anyone. Because, honestly, I think that you are possibly the only person in the world doing it the way you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the open? Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I don't really have a system. I, I just kind of do what I do. Um, well, it is a little bit of a system. I guess, you know, the first thing we can do is put our necks out there. And start mm-hmm. saying, uh, and I don't think about myself in that in that point. I think uh, everything else. There's much more people there uh, that need to help right now. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine right now, so I should be out there helping people. Is what I think I should be doing. And if I have the opportunity to do so, then I'm going to do so. So what happens basically is I'm going to go do what I'm going to do, and yeah. chances are the police are going to come arrest me, bail. Then I'll hire Paul and uh, my lawyer, uh, and we'll start doing a constitutional challenge. And then wow. we start in the law. Um, so they arrest me for, say, cocaine dis- distribution. We'll say, hey, this is a, this is a, we should be allowed to do this. People should be allowed to get it safely. Um, same with psychedelics. I plan on doing the first freedom of thought case ever. Oh, wow. No, no one's ever done a freedom of thought case in the world, maybe. How are you like, guaranteeing that these drugs are safe or fentanyl-free, and, and how are you testing them? That Sure. I use Dana's store. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, you always get your drugs tested in Vancouver here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's Vancouver Coastal Health Approved machine from there, uh, the spectrometer. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, we also have fentanyl strips. Uh, we do use the spectrometer to make sure it is what it is, the drug is what it is. Okay.
Wow. First saw the poster, I did have a knee jerk react. This is crazy. And at the end of the day, it's the demand for it. Why these substances? Like there's lots of ways you can escape reality. There's alcohol, there's other, you know, there's other substances. But what do you think that draws people to these substances that, in your opinion? Trauma. Childhood trauma in most cases. These people have things that have happened to them. They can't deal with them. So what they do is they find a drug that, that, you know, helps them escape. And one of those, unfortunately, is, is heroin and fentanyl. Right. Okay, mainly, uh, you know, the heroin in the, in the uh, opiates here is, seems to be the big one. Um, just takes them out of that world. It kills the pain from now, and that's all right. that matters in that moment. And because they're so far down now, it's a cycle, helping them get out of that cycle. Uh, they make it as difficult as possible as they can to get out of that cycle. In fact, you know, they keep low, really low welfare checks, very little funding for this, little help there. It's not like they've got psychiatrists and psychologists out there, you know, on the streets trying to help these people or, you know what I mean? You know, other mm-hmm. them in most cases, they're making them a criminal instead of a Canadian citizen that needs some help. It's a, it's a health issue. It's not a criminal issue. What's your plans from a retail location? Sure, yeah, it's definitely a business for sure. you got to make money to, to, to run a business and operate these sort of things. Uh, so we are going to operate it as a business. Uh, but what we're going to do with that money is a different different thing that a normal business would do. Uh, we're going to put it back to the community and try and help people. Uh, so basically, we're just going to open it like any other store. Uh, we're gonna have bath, cocaine, LSD, heroin, all these sort of things. Um, and everything will be fentanyl free and tested as, you know, as the drug it's supposed to be. So basically that's all we're gonna do is over as a retail. We are gonna monitor it. Uh, we're gonna ask people to sign a waiver. Um, and we're not gonna make everybody sign that waiver, by the way. We would like to mm-hmm. do, get some information on them, maybe fill out a questionnaire so that we can get some research on these people and find a way to help them that way. But basically, we're not going to ask everybody to do that because people get want their freedom. Uh, they, they, they want their anonymity. You know what I mean? Um, right. So we're just going to do what we're going to do. I can run it the same way as I ran my cannabis dispensary. We're going to mm-hmm. run it as medicine as what it should be. Because it is a medicine. It's a medicine for them. That's what they're using. And they should be getting what they're trying to buy. They just shouldn't be getting, you know, heroin with fentanyl. If they don't want heroin with fentanyl, shouldn't be getting cocaine with, you know, Ajax or something. That's yeah, not have anything in it. Yeah, exactly. So what we want to do is just provide a safe, tested drug so that people are going to have less overdoses. It's not that they're not going to have overdoses or deaths, but we are going to bring the numbers down by doing this. Almost like a wildfire of drug sales. So it's almost like a free-for-all for anyone to go in there, sell any type of drug. It's dangerous. And I guess what you're trying to do then is to at least provide some standardization uh, to these drugs that are being consumed there. I may disagree about people doing drugs, some other person before it. At the end of the day, every single day, if people are going to go there and they're going to use drugs. And it's getting more and more dangerous. And it's getting bigger. I was down there yesterday, and it spread so much over the last six months. It is wow. massive. tense on every street, every corner. Um, it's really getting bad down there. And, yeah, it is dangerous. It is dangerous because people have drug wars. And these, yeah. you know, they stab yeah. each other other because i know my brother had it you know he got stabbed seven times in the back once in the heart um oh, you know, so yeah no it is dangerous people have to go to alleys to get their stuff you don't know what they're gonna get they're gonna get robbed these sort of things so what we want to do is provide a good safe place where they can get their things and another thing you bring up too and this is something i talk a lot about on the podcast is predator drug dealers that target the vulnerable women they get and they get you know they owe them a debt or whatever it is and and their world is in a lot their world turns really upside down fast so 
this could prevent, you know, women having to go to predator dealers and stories I heard are just monstrous. And I heard it's getting worse. They said that uh, the, the Wish Foundation that does a lot of work down there, they said it's the worst it's ever been for predators, even going through the Picton stuff. So there's probably Pictons, more Pictons around, right? So it's, it's a scary world. There's so many things that can happen. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that are, you know, get victimized by, by this sort of thing. They can't afford it. They're going to do whatever they can to get that fixed, right? Because they're addicted. Mm-hmm. They're going to put themselves in harm's way, intentionally or unintentionally, just to make themselves feel better. As sad as that sounds. Um, so, so people take advantage of that. Just, that's really the worst thing they can they can ever do to somebody. Just take advantage of someone's pain. Does happen. So we just had an election. The people that came into power. Uh, how did it feel that affects you in any way, or just kind of you're just going to do what you're going to do, and regardless of what's going on politically. Honestly, I don't follow the news or, <laughs> or politics whatsoever at all. Yeah. Zero. Well, yeah. You no, know, there's a new mayor, new new <laughs> new gang towns. Yeah. This is the new era, right? This is the one thing I do worry about. Maybe you can shed some light on this. You're let's say you're successful at doing this. In the drug world, you know, there's a lot of copycats. So someone can take your kind of model and start providing it, but then they're putting dangerous stuff because they're about making a buck. I hope they do copy my model, not put dangerous stuff in this. I hope these go all over Canada. I mean, all over the world, they should be providing safe safe access to, to drugs and, you know, with all kinds of different things. I think they, they should copy my model. Um, okay. And that's a new gang in town. I believe there's a new mayor coming as well, new mayor. Um, yeah. I am trying to meet with him. I have friends over in politics there. They're trying to set me up a meeting with him. So that would be really great if he did take that. Wow. First sent your poster on, you know, people, hey, what's your thoughts on this? You know, their minds were blowing. How 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 can he even do this? Isn't this illegal? So, And I think that you're definitely one of the first. You won't be the last for sure. Yeah, I believe so. And another thing with politics, it really wouldn't matter who was in. If I can save a life, I'm going to save a life. I really don't care who's in there. Uh, right. I can't tell to that. I mean, maybe they could arrest me and put me in jail, but when I get out, I'm just going to do On the psychedelic side, so it's interesting because, you know, you're a big um, advocate for that, and you know, research done using these for psychotherapy, for trauma, for post-traumatic stress that could help people maybe get off heroin or, you know, like he, I saw that you had Ibogaine. I, there's, Ibogaine's been very successful, so maybe talk about some more of the holistic psychedelic therapies that could help people. Uh, for sure, I don't have an eyeball game myself. That's something that should be really done with a professional, um, like okay. Gareth Realms or, you know, something like that. Uh, I've done eyeball game to see what it was mm-hmm. like. I see how it really wasn't for me at all. <laughs> Works for heroin addicts and stuff. I didn't have that problem, uh, you know, mm-hmm. research, or, or the opioid uh, receptors. Um, mm-hmm. he, I really like the 5-MeO-DMT, the God molecule. is is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Part. It's the world's strongest psychedelic, but it is... Um, it's the only the only drug that would take you to the other side of death. Um, what was that DMT? Yeah, but it's five meo DMT. Five. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, what most people do is NN DMT. It's, it's just very, you know, it, it's exciting. It's different, you know, but it's just not on the same level whatsoever. Um, wow. Not even close. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's just unbelievable. The, it really works for me. That's for sure. I think I would really work well with a lot of people with trauma. Apparently it worked for Mike Tyson. He said he used it for help to his personal trauma. Yeah, he, he cries in his uh, interview, which is, uh, but yeah, no, he used to survive MBO DMT as well, the toad. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's ineffable, ineffable to explain. Um, you know, the first time I ever did it, it was just, um, 
first was like absolute power. You know what I mean? You wow. Just, everything. Well, first you're going is boom. You're everything. You're nothing. You are just, you know, there's no body. There's nothing. You just are. Wow. Um, but and then uh, there's just different parts to it. Um, you know, there was another part to, into that first experience um, where all I felt was the most overpowering feeling of love I've ever felt in my life. Wow. Correct. So these these can really uh, transcend a person, and in some cases, it can help heal these parts of their you know broken soul, so to speak. Like twenty years of therapy, and that one session, just like they say, you know, I broke down and I cried and I cried. And I forgave myself for all the stuff I'd done to myself. Yeah, it was like Jefferson crying when I got home. At, at the end of the day, it's never good for society if if a large portion of society is sick, can't function, they can't cope, and they can't even do the proper things for themselves. I, I think if if we're at a new high water mark in this drug question, then we also have to have other abilities to try to help yeah. heal these people, right? So yep. be something because it's sad to watch the downtown east side over the last 30 years and really descend into a living hell. Like there's no other way to just describe it. And that's what people are living in. And yeah. it's a real shame that people walk by that and they ignore that. They look yeah. down, you know? Yeah. Somebody's brother, somebody's sister, somebody's mother, father. There's somebody's family, not yours. And yeah. you've got to start looking at it away. Do you anticipate, you know, maybe even problems like on a security level? Like was one of my first questions, you know, there's some bad dogs in this business. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. That's another reason to put myself out there for risk. So people don't have to go through that. They don't have to worry about getting a gun put through the head. I've had that many times in my life. Um, wow. One of the reasons I want to do this is so people don't have to go through that. Uh, for security, we'll definitely have security guards. We'll have bulletproof glass in there behind the, the you know, we'll very limited drugs on site. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll bring it. And yeah, uh, basically, yeah, we have a security guard, we have bulletproof glass, all these sort of things. We keep very, very limited drug supply on mm-hmm. hand, and hopefully it, it goes well that way. I mean, you do anticipate yeah. some problems, uh, but as long as we keep it to the minimum, we'll probably have the minimum problems. And Drug Stash, the other service that I provide as part of the safe supply, um, it's all prepaid for, uh, mm-hmm. so there's really very little chance of getting robbed. Cause the right, are, okay, yeah. Zero, pretty much zero chance of getting robbed drug world is is the drug world it has a big spectrum of people you know people that pretend not to do them and do them behind closed doors and then people pretty out in the open with them right and and affects every walk of life and every profession and stuff so you're going to get a wide variety of experiences right i went through a home invasion just a little while ago actually i went through a home invasion yeah a month and a half yeah so we're going into a store now (laughs) This is, as I said, the new era. You can order them the dark web and message boards. I'm sure there's all kinds of ways. And 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 I said, with you being the kind of a new high watermark, I said, no, nope, I'm doing it out in the open. Website, social media, you're on posters, you have QR codes. Truly mind blown. I was like, but at the same time, not surprised. That's where we're at. Sure. Well, you know, we'll go for it. I, I imagine, uh, you know, same thing. We, you know, we used to stand on the corners with posters and signs in the streets in Vancouver here and everywhere. You know, take over the streets and People used to laugh at us uh, for doing these sort of things, but cannabis is legal now. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of pushback against it, too. A lot of pushback. I remember all, yeah, all my life, it was like cannabis was like the devil's leaf, you know? So, yeah, yeah it's funny to, you know, go through all that and, and then see where it is today. And and, and is, is the world burning down because people can go buy weed at a store? No. You know? 
And, and again, the, these are harder substances than weed, and I don't think cannabis is in the same ballpark as coke, but still, there's, again, you're, you're going back, again, regardless of how I feel about people using coke or not, there are a lot of people that want to use it, and that's their, as he said, their preference drugs, and they'll go through risky behavior, talk, deal with someone that's potentially dangerous to get it, and put their lives at risk. Well, I feel it's more important to have a drug like that legal besides cannabis. So it's to, to prevent all that sort of stuff, you know, prevent the risk of death, prevent the risk of robbery, just, you know, predator sort of things. Uh, you have a legalized standardized system. Wow. Yeah. Uh, any uh, last thoughts or? Was my lawyer popping up there? I don't know. I hope it goes well. That's for sure. Uh, I just want people to have an open mind about these things. People are very close-minded, and it's generally not their fault. This is the way they're, they're conditioned and what they've heard, what they're growing up, and what they told is right or wrong. I just want people to, to sit back and use their own judgment, not, not, a, you know, not something that's been uh, you know, affected by somebody else's thoughts. I want them to really sit back and think, if that's my mom, that's my brother, that's my sister out there, what would I really want for them? Would I want something safe provided to them? Or would I prefer they getting something dangerous off the street that could be cut with anything or fentanyl and they could die like my brother or be murdered like my brother, like me? If that's what they want, they should continue going on with their thoughts the way they are. But I don't believe that's the way anybody really wants it. No, no. Help people in the end, they, they want a better society. They want a safer society. And they certainly don't want their sisters and their mothers and their daughters being predatory. But, you know, um, that's what I think. I'd really like people to take take a step back and, and really look at the situation. Yeah, it it, it is a nightmare. It, it set all all the other things you talked about. You know, women being uh, targeted, predators, the, the robbery, the gang violence, and stuff. It, there has to be a way to kind of dial that back down and actually treat people that that need help that because that stuff does get in the way right it it takes up a lot of the resources and stuff and then it kind of like even myself included it kind of clouds your lens when you look at well if there wouldn't be all these crimes if it wasn't for these drug users right so then they become an easy scapegoat and i probably done that myself, done it myself yeah. in the and it's important to have open dialogue for even for this question in my opinion this is one of the most important conversations that city of vancouver metro vancouver even the province of british columbia has to have about safe supply large population of uh, addicted people who need help and how are we going to bridge it so we get to a better place i don't know what we're doing is not working obviously well they're going to decriminalize in january so they do need a safe supply um something to allow people to do something if there's nowhere to get it safely well, Jerry, I hope we can uh, have another conversation down the road. I'd love to keep talking to you about this. All right. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you, Jerry. Take care. Have a good day. Thank you.